1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. Now from our basketball central headquarters in Las Vegas, Tim Murray. Uh, there he is. Hey, Tim. Hey. Good morning. Well, I guess I'll do the introing. Okay, let me get rid of your music then and start new intro music. You ready? <laughs> Double intro. Gravy uh, on the ice. Ooh. Well, hopefully we're hearing this music introducing the Milwaukee Panthers in a couple of weeks. But the new head coach over at UWM, we've been talking about the Panthers quite a bit. Bart Lundy in studio with you guys. Coach, how are you? Morning, Bart. Morning. What's happening? How are you guys doing? We're We're all excited to talk to a real basketball coach. (laughs) It's nice to have a coach back in the studio. To tell you the truth, it's been a while since we've had one in here. Yeah, it's good to be back. O- only when they're named B with a starts with a B. Right? <laughs> well, there was oh, Bo. Bo Ryan yeah. when he was with UWM came yeah. by regularly. Yeah, I don't have any we, dirty jokes. And then <laughs> Bruce Pearl <laughs> used to come by. He was a regular. Yeah, wanted to do sports. He volunteered to do sports if we ever needed anybody. <laughs> and now we have you, Bart. Yeah, and I watched. Uh, uh, Bruce and Buzz play against each other. I worked for Buzz. At oh, yeah. So there's another B, you know. Could have got Buzz in here. So He's in town. We'll bring him over. So, so you're at Queens University, which is in Charlotte, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Correct. And you're there for how long? Nine years? Nine years, but I was actually the Two the stints, right? Yeah. Okay, twice. so. All right. Twice. Okay. Yeah, I didn't and, screw it up so bad the first time. Invited <laughs> me back. And you were, you were, su- you, guys too. you were successful there. You were having great success. Yeah. And one day your phone rings. Yeah. It and it's. Bizarre story. Is it your agent? Is it just the AD from uh, UW-Milwaukee? It's a search firm. Search firm, and they say, "How happy are you there at Queens University?" Something like that. <laughs> uh, something like that. It was a uh, as as most coaches. I'm I'm looking at my phone. It was game day. I was at home, and uh, I saw um, notification pop up. Milwaukee coach Baldwin, yeah. right? Let go. Yeah. And as I'm looking at that uh, notification, my phone rings, and it's search firm. And they say that uh, Milwaukee wants to talk to me. I probably would never thought about, you know, applying for a job or you know, I was happy. And, okay. And then uh, I think the next morning I talked with Amanda Braun and uh, learned about, you know, what they were trying to do with the program. I'd been at Marquette and I knew Milwaukee. I knew the city. I knew so you knew fan, your way around. Fan, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I knew how, how sports was perceived here in Milwaukee. Much different than in Charlotte. Weather's much different too. But <laughs> <laughs> well, so how did the search firm get your your name? I mean, I, uh, I don't know. They're like, yeah, they just FBI, grabbed like you. The they, just they said that guy just won thirty games. I think mm. he would be a good right. game, winning coach here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a nice winning streak. Yeah, yeah. We had a few of those. We uh, uh, you take out COVID, we had won thirty. I think four years in a row. So we had it rolling. Now, whenever, whatever coach takes a job, all we see is the coach with this press conference and the it's great to be here and all that. But you got to say goodbye to your guys back at Queens, too. So yeah. it's a lot going on in the course of, what, 12 to 24 hours announcing yeah, to your guys lot, that you're leaving. and A lot of emotions. And, you know, you got your family. You got – I mean, there's so much. It's And they, and they literally give you about, about two hours to make decisions on these jobs. It's yeah. like, it's like – 
yeah, I'm sure a lot of a lot of professions maybe are like this or maybe not. But uh, you look back and you think about the, the the roller coaster that was the decision that you made, and and we're yeah we're so happy with the decision. But um, you better be prepared for when that phone rings to make uh, make a decision. And uh, you know Queens um, basically matched the offer and. Um, I was more than just a basketball coach. I was a part of the fabric of the right. university. Right. You know, and, and yeah, for nine years, I would think, right, you're yeah. kind of invested in the place. You're, you're dug in a little bit. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, I was turning 50, 50 51 now. Um, oh, midlife crisis, right? Yeah, so instead of getting a Corvette, you changed jobs. And, uh, and a new, no, <laughs> and but, moved but to I, Milwaukee. A new yeah. challenge. And, and, and Queens was going Division One. Uh, yeah. They're Division One this year. And uh, but they can't play in a tournament for four years, so that was part of it too. I'm, uh, you know, I'm 50 years old. I've been used to playing. You know why they keep those guys out of the tournaments? Tough, you, know? you know why they keep them out of the tournaments for four years? Because those new teams are always the best teams. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't want them to win it all, right away. Can, yeah, so by the way, sad. it's pretty sad for those guys. Yeah. Can yeah. I, I? I've I've always wondered, Coach, why that rule is 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 in place because. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a, a school in a small conference, and they won the regular season, and then they, you know, can't go to. The, I've never understood. That seems like the most outdated, bizarre rule for a team transitioning from Division Two or whatever, wherever they're coming from, that they can't be eligible to participate in in the postseason in D one. Yeah, I mean, I, that's above my pay grade, but you, yeah. and I'll get in trouble for saying this. Yeah, no, okay, I don't want to get you in uh, trouble. But I want you to you worry know, about you Detroit. Know what the NCAA Detroit stands tonight. for, right? No clue at all. <laughs> <laughs> he tells us he doesn't want to get in trouble, right, and then he drops he that line. That. You know, like, <laughs> no, it's it's really bad. It's a terrible rule, and and if you're gonna if you're gonna allow them to be Division One, they should get to play. There's there's no sense in that. I I do have a question for you. Um, Let's say you have a guy who is a medium talent dude on your team, big guy. Mm-hmm. See, he has red hair. Yeah. All right. Uh, and he's not bad, but he can't shoot free throws to save his life. Yeah. What do you do with that guy? Uh, make him a good practice player. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, you know, uh, it's funny you say that at Queens, uh, and and he's uh, kid's still at Queens, and he's leading the, their new league in rebounding. Um, unbelievable player, uh, high motor, rebounds everything, big guy, uh, but had a huge mental block on the free throw line. Still does. So I worked with him and worked with him and worked with him, and, and uh, I've always taken a lot of pride in helping shooters throughout my career. Um, but it came to the point where it wasn't physical. It wasn't physical, I and mean, he could shoot. But when he got, he got so revved up, to play at the line oh all, all okay. the time yeah when he was playing he, it was i mean dennis rodman on steroids yeah and he would get to the free throw line and he could not calm himself down and so he it was would, a matter and he of calming shoot. down yeah yeah but he's still he still i mean i think he's at 24 percent, which is an improvement so what, Tim, kind of, you, what kind of little adjustments would you make on that kind of would you just take uh stand a foot back from the free throw line? Or do you tell him to take a deep breath? It has nothing to do yeah. with his form. What do you do? All, all that. All that. Uh, we, we did mental uh, things. We, we actually try not to change a lot of kids' shots. You know, just improve yeah. what they're doing. Uh, but we changed the shot. We broke it down. We had all summer to work on it uh, two years ago. What about routines? Yeah, the routines. Just a routine. routines. That's what you're going to do. Change how his right. toes were pointing. I mean, it was. Really? Yeah, you know, we tried about everything. Maybe too much. Because. Um, 
I've heard coaches say free throw shooting is just a habit. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. It's Muscle just. Muscle memory. Yeah, right. Exactly. a lot of misses. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Just do the, do what you do. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so that's, I think, uh, you know, there's some physically bad shooters. And then there's some kids that just have a mental block. It's like that second baseman that catches it and, you know. Right. Chuck Knobloch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone's got a name for one of those. Was this one of the questions you had during the interviewing process for the job here in Milwaukee? <laughs> no, they didn't ask me about free throw shooting. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I had the worst free throw shooter in the country. So See, He would shoot it off the side of the backboard. <laughs> so you get the job, but you not only are taking over as head coach, you got to put a team together. Yeah. You got – how many guys did you have come back from last year? You, yeah. you were the cupboards were empty, right? When you got here, yeah, three scholarship players, one one walk on, four total returners from last year's team, so thirteen total new players. So you can imagine, ten months has been. I really a lot can't. Of work. I really can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't describe. I don't even remember it. So, so where do you go look for these guys? Oh, all over. All over. You know, the question is, you know, are you going to recruit Wisconsin? Are you going to recruit Milwaukee? And we are. Uh, but when I got the job, I had to go, you know, with what I what I knew and kids, some of the kids I knew. And so we got some kids from the south, you know, Georgia, North Carolina. Um, I mean, but they're from all over. All Texas. right. Hold on a second. Sure. Hold on a second. How do you talk a Georgia kid into coming? <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, to coming to Milwaukee to play basketball in the, you know, you know what winners are like here. You well, were when here he's recruiting them, it's the be- most beautiful time of the year. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry, young, young so man. It is like this yeah, all like, year long. It is. It's beautiful. Now, if I can Look. keep them, that'll be the trick. Right? <laughs> so, come to Christmas town. Yeah. So what do you what, yeah. what do you say when you sit down with them and their families, or you just reach out with a phone call? Yeah, yeah. You 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 talk to them. You get them up for a visit. You know, you bring their families in. And really, I'm not a salesman. I'm just honest. You know, we're going to work really hard. Uh, we're going to make you do right. We're going to do right every day. Uh, we can develop you as a player and as a person. And, what, you know, I don't promise any playing time. don't promise anything. What percentage of your efforts are aimed at the, the parents? Uh, well, there's always a trigger person. Yeah. It, the, ki- the kids are rarely the decision maker. So right. it's, it's always mom or uh, dad or uncle or somebody, you know, somebody in your yeah. circle that's that you got to target and you got to figure that out. and. You got to sell. You that do have to figure too. that out. How do you figure that out? Uh, you just read the room. Yeah, you read the room. You read what's going on. You ask the kid. You know who's helping you. What? You yeah. Know, what's What's going on with it? You just you know, sometimes you don't figure it out, and, and that's bad. Those are short visits when you don't figure it out. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. Uh, good real to good. See you guys. Uh, yeah. well, the good news is, guys. I mean, you know, Coach got a really easy start to his uh, to this career at Milwaukee because game two. He had to face and figure out how to slow down Zach Eady, who's seven four and unstoppable at Purdue. So that that was probably a fun way to start your Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee career. Purdue's yeah. ranked what number, number one, one in the country yes, right now? Yeah, one in the country. right. Yeah. Then they were they were not ranked. They were not ranked at all. So uh, I'm watching them. But on you film. knew they were good oh, going into yeah, that game. Yeah. You were. I, I'm yeah. watching them on film. I'm going and 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 I told one of the assistants, and I don't think I've ever said it. I'm like. I don't think we can beat them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just said that. you just tried to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't tell the team that, but I'm going, 
he's he's like something. When we, they make the Bart Lundy movie, they're probably not going to put that line yes. in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we're did you call Shaheen Holloway and you were like, how the hell did you beat this? Team? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we tried to press them. They, they were ready for that this time. When they do make the Bart uh, Lundy movie, who's going to play you? Who would you pick? Uh, I don't know. Ooh, tough one. Oscar the Grouch, maybe. I no, no, no. You have to pick a real. Come on, somebody. Who do you think looks like you? Oh, I don't. I don't know names. Everybody says the guy from Law and Order. Boy, that What's that could name? be a Christopher Maloney. Oh well, yeah, maybe. Although Christopher Maloney's a little too old for that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I but I see. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, we'll go. Uh, so you go out and recruit, and now you've and now you've got the schedule, and you've done unbelievably well. I mean, yeah. you show up with these new guys. You have to go out. You're all over the country. You're making phone calls. Yeah. You're trying to find out if it's the uncle, the mom, the dad that's the trigger <laughs> person. You get enough people right. here, and it works. And it's well, I should say it's working. It is. It is working. Uh, you know, we've got uh, a group of. Really young, really young group. Most of these guys, uh, they're not all freshmen, but they've never played at this level, the vast majority of our guys. Uh, so it's been a roller coaster with, you know, teaching them how to prepare, how to, how to play together, how to get. They've had good chemistry off the floor, but we've somehow developed some on the floor. Uh, we just had a huge setback. We lost to, to, to Green Bay, who was... Um, on a 14-game losing streak. We yes. talked about it yesterday, but since you yeah. brought it up... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I got to own that, you know. We, 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 we've played well, but uh, these guys these guys don't, you know, they, they're young and they will take a break. You know, it was my job to, to get them ready for that game. We weren't ready. And uh, setback, but, you know, you're going to have your bumps. You know, we got to pick it back up. We got a game tonight. We got Detroit. We got the leading scorer in the country, uh, kid uh, Antoine Davis, who is trying to break Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record in the NCAA men's basketball history. So we had He's LeBron the other night in Los Angeles. Yeah, taking it. Uh, yeah, in the nose. So we got our we got our hands full, and nobody feels sorry for you. You got to got to. Are you sure nobody go. feels sorry for you? Uh, I don't know. Somebody my, my must. Wife did. Yeah, my wife did. <laughs> Does she? Yes. I don't know. Man. Okay, it's a game day today. You have a game tonight. You have Detroit. Yeah. What's your day going to be like once you leave here? Because this has screwed up the whole flow of your day. Way to go, guys. No, I know. no. This is this is good. It's a great way to start the day. And then uh, we have uh, nine a.m. shoot around. So I'm going to go from here to okay. the arena. Uh, and because the guys have class, this is yeah. this was the the open time we could get. Some of them have to leave early, so we'll go to shoot around. Uh, I'll go to the office, uh, meet with staff um, at some time this afternoon. I'll I'll go on home, uh, take a nap. <laughs> really? Will you? Yeah, game get day a nap. nap in there. Yeah, co- a coffee yeah. nap. I'll drink a cup of coffee and take a <laughs> okay. nap. Coffee nap. Coffee yeah. nap. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. an oxymoron? Right. No, it's no. Like it's, a it's, a, it's an amazing thing. You guys should Is it do really? a segment on it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You drink we should some do coffee, it. and before it wakes you up, you take your nap, and when you wake up, you're just you're ready to go. You know what? Huh? The next time you come in, we can talk about the coffee nap. We'll go into it in depth. Since you said we should do a segment on it, we'll let you yeah. lead that segment. All right, perfect. How's that sound? Yeah, I'll try to coach. So it, I, I, I don't know when you're not busy because so like, if you're not coaching, <laughs> yeah. you're recruiting or something. So and you have kids and a wife yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm curious about uh, how the guys have responded. So the Green Bay game, as you talked about, unfolded kind of a, a wacky game. They hit a three late in regulation and they hit the, the game winner. 
dinner and then you tweeted out and I'm just basing off of uh, our brief interaction. You're not a big tweeter, but you tweeted out that the game was on you, that you took full responsibility for the loss, that you should have fouled. How did the team respond to you? Did, did you did you say that after the game? Did you say that in practice? Because that, that's always an interesting angle I hear from coaches. You know, sometimes they'll say, hey, we, we messed up as a team. And then sometimes coaches will say, look, that one's on me. So how, how did you feel like the team responded to you uh, stepping up and saying, you know, that one's on me? Well, um, I don't really know uh, what they thought of it. You know, I told them after the game and in film that uh, I should have done that. And, and, you know, if as a leader, you're not ready to take responsibility for your own mistakes, how do you expect them to, you know, we, we have one issue with our team and that's uh, people saying, Hey, that was on me, you know, taking responsibility. I think that's hard for this generation to do. So, you know, I, I should have fouled. Um, We shouldn't have been in that situation. And I, I, I should have fouled that guy before he got the three off. Uh, or had our guys do it so me telling them hey you know this whatever happened in the game if I do that right we still win and that that um, ownership I think is what I hope happens is it trickles down and you know your team starts to say hey all right uh, I just threw that ball out of bounds it's not your fault it's my fault you know, and that's hard for players you, to do. You pointed at me and said, it's not your fault. No, this is your fault, for sure, for sure. It's like it was a weight lifted off of me. Yes. Should have caught the Brian ball. does mess <laughs> up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, blame is very important. Knowing who to blame. Oh, well, that's, that's uh, more in basketball there. It's, uh, that's, that's life. Yeah, that's life. That's life. And, and ultimately, you know, I've been coaching a long time. And yeah. You're going to win games. You're going to lose games. But you, you look for significance. You know how do you, how what difference are you making? And yeah. I can make a difference in these guys' lives. Did you, you tell know? them these guys at the beginning of the season? The Horizon League doesn't know what's going to hit them this year, fellas. When oh, we show sure. up for sure. So you were selling that you you had you were good with this all year. You you knew you had confidence that you were going to be good all year. Yeah, because you are. You're very good. You are a very good basketball team. Yeah, we're a good basketball team. And you and, came and out of nowhere. We play hard, and we we're an exciting team to watch. And yeah, uh, you know the thing we fight uh, is and you guys may or may not know this. With COVID, all these kids got another year. Yeah, and there there are so many teams in our league that have five, six year guys. You got guys six and seven years they've been in college, mm-hmm. so they got grown men. And sometimes you look out there and go, wow, we got a bunch of kids playing against grown men. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which yeah. got the statement, I don't know how we're going to beat these guys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sure, you're thinking to yourself, I don't yeah, know how we're going to beat them. 7'4", and you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah and 300 pounds, it's t- it makes it tougher. All right, Indiana t- figured it out somehow. Real quickly, Coach, because I know you have to run. Yes. Antoine Davis, you mentioned him. He's Mike Davis's son, who's the head coach of Detroit, leads the country in, uh, in scoring. Uh, actually hit the transfer portal last year, looked around but ultimately decided to stay playing for his pops there. Um, I think he had 30 against you guys when you beat him, you know, on New Year's Eve. What's uh, you, you don't have to give away all the secrets to your trade just in case there's a spy out there, but uh, what's the game plan to, to slow him down tonight uh, when they come to town? Yeah, we, we um, you know, we're, we're a little different team than we were back then. Um, you know, we've got, and I, I don't, I don't think I can give anything. Markeith Browning has kind of become our defensive stopper. He was not guarding him the first game, 
Um, and we're just going to try to make everything hard. You know, when we shoot the ball, Marquise not rebounding or getting back, he's finding Antoine. You know, so we, we don't lose him in transition. When they ball screen, we're going to make sure that he gives it up. Um, Marquise got good athleticism and size. You know, we're going to try to run him off the three-point line, get him into two-point range. Um, it's, it's a lot harder to get 30 by twos than it is by threes. So, you know, the, there's, there's other things to the game plan, but basically, you know, try to limit, try to limit and make things as, life as difficult as we can. And, uh, you know, we, we, we held him to 30 last time, so hopefully we can at least hold him to 30. Some teams don't do that good. Yeah. <laughs> He's averaging you, 30, you I broke, think. You, you, they had a winning streak on UWM that, that you broke yeah. last time around. So. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I mean, we've got confidence that we can play against okay. them. You know, we're, we're uh, you know, hopefully we respond the right way from the Green Bay game. You know, we, we were playing pretty well. Um, and then we had IUP and Green Bay. Uh, both were not good teams. And I think, you know, whether it was me, ultimately it's me, but our guys kind of took their foot off the gas, you know. And you don't come to play. Yeah. We need one of those pills, the constipation yeah. pills, to make us play Just defense. Just vibrate down in your yeah. gut. By the way, <laughs> you're running around on a court like a man on fire. That's right. By the way, I'm listening. Work. I'm listening to the way Coach is talking right now, and knowing coaches, Tuesday probably really sucked for those guys. Tuesday was not fun for anyone. <laughs> not, not a good day. But you get no pleasure from that because that's coming off a loss, unfortunately. Yeah, a little bit of pleasure. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Coach. Great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Doors open whenever you want to stop back. Thank you, guys. Tickets available for tonight's game yet against Detroit? They are available. Come on out. All right. Go down and see the Panthers. Coach, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. All right. Tim, now that we've entertained all your friends that you invited in for the day, (laughs) (laughs) there was quite a bit of movement in the NBA while we all slept. I was up. I was walking the dog, and... I was just scrolling through Twitter, you know, listening to podcasts, and I looked down in this day and age, there's so many, you know, fake Twitters out there. So I see the tweet from from Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. I'm like, is it the real Woj? And I'm like, oh, crap, that is the real Woj. Kevin Durant has been traded. So, yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, as a Bucks fan, I think you should be relieved. Partially happy because now he was Kevin going Durant to the Suns and not the Celtics. out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you had gone to the Celtics, yikes. Um, and even though They'd both be in a playoff scenario, though, I mean, yeah. But you, I'd rather much. I'd much rather play Kevin Durant in the finals than in. That money the, guy was the Suns guy, right? The yes, guy the guy who was standing there peeling yeah. off the money. He went, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't want Kevin Durant those. And helping those guys either, though. Well. He he is now obligated to contractually, but you know even if he stayed in Brooklyn, because Kevin Durant is is that good. Honest, I mean when they when his foot was on the line on Game Seven against the Bucks, I mean that was pretty much all him. And if I remember correctly, I think Harden and Irving were both hurt, or one was compromised due to injury, one was out. Um, As much as I wanted. Kevin Durant to miss every shot he took in that series against the Bucks. Like you're incredible. thinking, he didn't. Like you're thinking there, he didn't miss him. And I, I remember saying to you guys, I have developed a man crush on Kevin Durant. He's no, that good a ball player. Going the wrong way now. Yeah, I know, I know. I didn't say I was proud of it. It's a hope for his failure at all points. 
By I, the way, uh, just a quick aside. Uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with Kevin Durant, but I was, you know, all these players are down in, in Phoenix right now, all the NFL players. And they're doing interviews and they're pitching some random product, you know, whatever it is for Radio Row. And I saw Christian McCaffrey, uh, 49ers running back, do an interview yesterday and someone asked him who he thinks will win the Super Bowl. And he said, I believe the quote was, I hope they both lose. <laughs> so, Brian, it's you've got company. Hold. Yeah. It's taking hold. He must have, he See? must be a he must be a Bob and Brian loyal listener. Telling you. Uh, you got to think outside the normal laws of physics on this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Super Bowl where they both lose. That'll be something. That is a little shocking that he yeah, said that. Yeah. It's like you're not alone. There's other. Uh, the part that scares me is there's other people out there who think that, too. I hope they all lose. But that's impossible. It can't happen. It's only impossible. That's why we have overtime. Stuck inside the, the box. But back to Durant. I mean... <laughs> A stunning, I mean, it's, I guess, I don't know if stunning is the right word, because this is where Kevin Durant, remember, in the summer, he requested a trade. This is where he wanted to go. Ultimately, the, the Nets said, uh, we're not going to trade you. We, we, we think we can, you know, work this out. And, and then when the Kyrie relationship was impossible to fix, you know, the Nets, I guess, said, let's just let's just burn it down to the ground. Let's get pieces. They got four first-round picks all unprotected. They got some, you know, nice pieces. I'll be honest, I'm a, I think it's a little light. I feel like they could have got more. For, for Brooklyn. For, for Kevin Durant, yeah. Like, I, I actually think Brooklyn got a great deal for Kyrie. They got an unprotected first in 2027 and then two solid pieces uh, in Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie. For this piece, for this trade, they got solid pieces, but Kevin Durant's different from Kyrie Irving. I mean, he doesn't have a history of being a complete nutter pain in the ass, and he'll he'll bust his butt, and he's one of the greatest shooters, I would say greatest scorers, pure scorers we've ever seen play the game. But... You know, they, they ended up getting a, a whole lot for him. Mikael Bridges is, is really good. Uh, and and I'll, here to tw- here's how you twist it towards the Bucks. That's what I wanted to do, twist it towards the Bucks. Jay Crowder was in this trade. Right. And the Nets the have Bucks made it clear. The Bucks want that, Jay Crowder. And the they, Nets made it clear they're open to, well, make yes. us an offer, right? Right. This is a situation where the, 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 the Nets are in full rebuild mode now, right? They've, already, they've acquired now five first-round picks. Remember, they traded away their first-round picks to get James Harden. They got some back for the trade that they sent Harden to the Sixers. But now they're they're in full rebuild mode. So Jay Crowder is never going to play a game as a net. All right, Trade so Jay Crowder today. Jay Crowder is not Harden. He's not Kyrie. He's not Kevin Durant. What is it going to take to get him? It's a good question. I don't know. Um, you know, he's a a piece that so many teams that are competing, contending like the Bucks would like because he's got championship experience. He's you know kind of that as. Uh, as Rock said yesterday, he's he's kind of that, you know, Tucker type of player, P.J. Tucker type of player, kind of hard nose, pain in your butt, all of that. Um, but it's it, look, it's not an absorbent uh, 
price. But now the Nets are in this spot where, yes, they have to move quickly because the trade deadline's today at, I think, 2 o'clock Central. Yes. But they got to get rid of them. They got to get something for them. So the Bucks know they want them. And so you think the Bucks can get him cheap? Or are there are other teams I, I never, competing I with? I never thought it would be super expensive, but I do think there are teams, I don't know who they are, but I think there are plenty of teams calling the Nets right now for Jay Crowder. But we know that the Bucks want him. I mean, they have not that has not been hidden. They they have been outward that they want Jay Crowder. Um and I would say they're the probably leader in the clubhouse, but that's not to say that. What it's does Jay Crowder get to say about any of this? Does he have any Nothing. of his contract that he get? No, he's, he, he goes where they send him, huh? The only thing is he, I mean, he hasn't played all year. He was He's not happy with his contract situation, so he's just maybe a little bit of a red flag. But you know, So if he comes he, to Milwaukee, he's a rental. Oh, yeah. He's only going to be here through this season, correct? And I guess he, he could resign. I mean, Bobby Portis was, well, I guess he signed a one-year deal, and we all thought, I thought for sure, okay, he came and signed the cheap deal, and he's gone. Well, he's been here and signed a long-term deal. So, look, anything's possible. Obviously, he played college basketball at Marquette. I, I think, uh, I believe Coach, I want to say he was on Marquette when uh, Coach Lundy was was on the staff there oh, with Buzz Williams. I didn't even think about that. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think that that's the deal if you're the Bucks, if you're a Bucks fan, and I would imagine <laughs> majority of you are, uh, that's the deal you're hoping – happens today for the Bucks. Meanwhile, Russell Russell Westbrook got shipped to Utah Maverick. last night. Oh, Russell Westbrook, yes, yes, sorry. And they're not really interested in keeping him. He'll buy and, him out. And the Bulls, the Bulls and the Clippers are. They're both interested in, in grabbing him. Boy, back to LA with the Clippers. I why Same would, arena? Why that would, would be fun. Why oh. would you want Russell oh. Westbrook. He's got 15 years in the league. He just had a big argument with Darvin Ham apparently at halftime. So I've always said this about Russell Westbrook. You're never going to win anything of importance with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> That's quite a statement. However, <laughs> always said that. However, yes. Oh no, I have for a long. I remember okay. when he was in. Um, when they melted down against the. Warriors when Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City. And, and that's was, and that's his that connection was, with Billy Donovan in Chicago. Was okay. Billy D still there? I think that was Scott Brooks. Oh, maybe, but yeah, it was, it was a long time okay. ago. All right. And I remember, you know, my my good friend, great radio host, was doing a whole segment. I love Russell Westbrook. He's, you know, so competitive. And I walk in when he's off air, I go, he will never win anything. <laughs> What you're saying is true. He is. He may be the most competitive dude in the NBA. I'm, that that he is. He's wired that way. And if you're a crappy team, let's say you're a a team. The teams who should be interested in him, honestly, should be these like seven, eight seeds. A couple of years ago, he was on the Wizards, and he kind of willed them to the postseason. And then they got their butts kicked in the first round, but they got into the playoffs. If you're like a random, you know, bottom feeder, if you're the, uh, if you're the Bulls, <laughs> ninth seed right now in the Eastern Conference, yeah, bring him in. He'll win you some games. But if you want to win like mm. a championship, don't bring him anywhere <laughs> near your team. Mm. And that's why oh. I think I think on this show. So is he going to move around? Just I don't know for the rest of his career. 
Well, what's, how much career how does much he have he left? left? He's, he's been 15 years in the league. Years. I think we said on this show the day the Lakers traded for him, we were like, this is not going to work. Oh, no way. I think you and Eric said that. I, Brian and I were kind of like, really? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Ball so dominant guard. One and a half seasons there then. Yeah. And uh, did not work. But, uh, I mean, the trade for the Lakers, does it move the needle a little bit? But, I mean, I'm not. Uh, you know what moves the needle more? Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, they got they got trumped. Oh yeah, uh, later oh, yeah. in the evening. And and they could. And it's not like they could have made that trade. They don't have. They didn't have because you got to remember they traded away everything they, not everything, but a lot of what they had for uh, Anthony Davis. And that and when you win a championship, I think any it. It worked. So to me, that trade ultimately paid dividends, in my opinion. But they traded away a lot of assets and, and young, good pieces. And then for some inexplicable reason, they said, oh, let's go get Russell Westbrook. This will work out. I don't when they could have got Buddy Heald and Miles Turner for far less. And, you know, as as we were discussing LeBron James Yesterday, breaking the scoring record, I heard a stat about LeBron James. He has the most assists on made three-pointers in the history of the NBA. Yeah, so I heard I heard that too because it was followed up with so not selfish. He didn't he didn't get the well, scoring yeah. title by I mean, he's he's fourth all time ball. in assists, right? But also he is so, and I've always said this. I'm like the dude just finds the open guy, and that's what kind of got him in trouble early in his career with the talking heads because they were like, "Oh, he's scared of the big shot," I'm like, or he just made the right <laughs> basketball play. Um, I also found out yesterday that LeBron James, when he scored how many points, Brian? Thirty eight thousand three hundred. It was uh, three eight three eight eight three. 388. Yeah. Uh, and he's 38. he's 38. So that's the numbers all line up. So it should be fairly easy to remember, but we never will. He scored. It's that last 88 in the 38,388. Yeah. yeah. That's he's, what messes me up. Of all those points, he scored the most against the Milwaukee Bucks. Really? Yes. He has scored more points against the Bucks than any other team. Oh, because he the was NBA. in Cleveland. So that makes sense. And he sense. was in so Miami. Yeah, they played all the time. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, the Bucks are. The team he made hay on. And they play tonight. They do. I wonder if LeBron's going to play tonight. Actually, I think he is because I think they're going to do a pregame celebration and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I hope I, I certainly hope that the, uh, the Bucks get Jay Crowder. I think that would be a nice piece. All right, two things before we let you go. Uh, Marquette women's basketball last night. Mm-hmm. Did you see what they did? Uh, I did not. They beat number four, UConn, 59-52, the first time they have ever beaten UConn. Ever. Uh, yes. Ever. And it's, Take that, Gino. And UConn hasn't lost two games in a row in 30 years. Wow. 30 years. And Marquette put it on them again, uh, last night. I was going to say again last night, but it's the first time they ever beat them. So. First time ever? Put another loss ever. on them. I even checked that. I said, did they say ever? It was ever. Yes. That they've Holy ever moly. ever beaten UConn, right? Uh, and finally, what happened to Michael Irvin down there at the Super Bowl that he was sent home? Uh, I'll be honest. I saw the thing come across my uh, my notifications, and I didn't look too much into it. But apparently, someone is uh, 
alleging some improprieties uh, from the female side. So he has been pulled from all work at this uh, moment Irvin, in time. Irvin says he doesn't know what, what it's about at all because it was a non-physical interaction, I think he said. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Quietly uh, abstain from that because you think it's uh, like what uh, well, I've learned from uh, watching Blue Bloods and Hawaii Five O. There's security cameras all over the place. Uh, so. There sure are. Oh, good. These Somebody shows are a, paying off for you. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will have video somewhere. Shows are they are. They are. They're paying off. That was. Yeah. yeah I didn't even think about that. Well, there's got to be a camera somewhere, right? By the way, uh, Steph Sutton has weighed in. She goes, "I just listened." Great job by Coach. My favorite moment, quote, coffee naps. What? <laughs> I so did. I, I learned something about the coffee nap from Coach. He said he takes a coffee nap. He'll drink coffee. He'll take a nap. And then when he wakes up, he's he's yeah. raring to go. Yeah, Steph's going to need that. I'd never even heard of a coffee nap up until. No, it's just I, I thought Monday. he was joking. Yeah. It's like using sugar to brush your teeth. <laughs> A little different. <laughs> Smear it on air. And you know what it's like? Combing your hair with a wagon wheel. Yeah. Right. Something like that. All right. Died so, with a toothache in his heel. All right. Now. Anything else? We miss anything? Uh, do we have um, any updates on uh, on Aaron Rodgers and day two of his, what's it called? Dark whatever? Well, he tweeted yesterday, so I guess he hasn't started his darkness thing yet. Because he tweeted at uh, Mitchell Schwartz, former Chiefs offensive lineman, because he said, weird the Packers aren't consulting more with the guy who needs to go on a four-day darkness retreat to figure out whether he wants to play football. And Aaron Rodgers says, be curious, not judgmental. We are all on our own path. And doing things like this helps me find a greater sense of peace Uh and love for life. That's Love real, and respect real, to you. I was real weedy. I don't know why this hit me when I was standing in the pantry last night. This Rogers thing is ending so much worse than the Favre thing did. It's so much more aggravating. Just, yeah. un, I didn't think it was possible. I, I didn't think it was possible that it would. I thought, well, we yeah. learned our lesson. I don't think I'm there. No. no. I don't. I mean, re- yeah. didn't Favre retire four times? He was always retiring. He's always going to cut the grass. I don't know. Maybe. We're only ha- we're only like halfway there with Roger because last off season really wasn't that big of a deal, right? It was two off seasons ago. Two off seasons ago, they waited forever. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? And then last off season, Devonte leaves. You're like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. And he signs the contract. Yeah, that's the one that caught me by surprise. Right, we're watching like, the thunder and got it from the lightning. Right. Devontae's gone. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we have two more days for this little therapeutic closet darkness. He's not doing this during the Super Bowl, is he? It will be over by then because he has two days left, right? Well, I thought he he'll probably come. Yet. He'll He's probably uh, he'll probably emerge to watch like the, the Super like Bowl. Like the groundhog? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like that. <laughs> hey, good pull on getting Coach Lundy in here this morning. Yeah, go uh, go out and support the Panthers. Hopefully, I, I bounce back tonight. I'm feeling yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they get to. I'm telling you, by the way, I'm telling you, he didn't really go into it. After they lost that game and he took, you know, he tweeted out, you know, this one's on me on yeah. Monday. Tuesday was 
hell for those guys. I'm telling you, absolute well, hell. Well, that's that's part of being the coach. Absolutely. How miserable can I make I'll you? I'll take public blame. Right. I'm going to pound you guys into the ground. Yeah, that that comes at a price, guys. But go uh, Panthers. I, I mean, want them to take care of business work together. tonight. You can say, I blame myself. For not working you guys hard, hard enough. enough. That's on me. It won't happen again. Right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Tim, we're out of time. All right. See you guys. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Yep.